Yo, what's up? This your boy Derek Branch at Strike7Sports.com. This is another episode of the Strike Seven Sports Podcast. Joined by my co-host Brian Potter. Yo, the C Barry. This is another episode of Strike Seven Sports Podcast. So we're gonna talk, but it's gonna be another NBA, you know, heavy podcast tonight because that's pretty much what has been going on lately with uh the NBA ever since the uh, the finals concluded. It's been uh, you know, players calling analysts out and analysts calling players out and guys getting their own pods and you know talking with jabbing with Stephen A. Smith and Kyrie going at Stephen A. Smith just been a lot of drama lately in the off season and then you know the New Orleans bombs are starting to drop you know we've got a few of them a little I won't say the big Walsh bombs but they're starting to drop and we got one today but we're gonna backtrack and go to Monday, and Monday's news was with Kyrie Irving and the possibility of him leaving the Brooklyn Nets. But all of all of that came to a, a screeching halt when Irving decided to opt in to his $36 million, I think, play option with the Nets. So he says he's going to be back. I'm, not, I'm paraphrasing what he said. It was, you know, something along the lines of normal people make the world go around. Uh, what the rest of it was, something like that. Whatever. But he said something along those lines, and you're saying, "Well, he's going to be back this year." But um, I want to ask y'all if do y'all think that the, the drama is over between Kyrie and the Nets for now, or there's still more to come? Because there's talk about about him still possibly possibly uh being moved. Yeah, I'll take this one first. I was just gonna say him opting in actually makes it easier for him to get traded. So I, I think he'll probably play with the Nets next year. But if he gets traded or he decides he the Nets decide to move on from him, they both mutually agree, agree to part ways via trade. I won't be surprised. So right now, I think he's gonna play next season with the Nets, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's on another team in the next couple of days, weeks, maybe months. I think Kyrie Irving, man, such a such unpredictable. He's so unpredictable, man. Like you because because I think I wanna say he's gonna stick it out with the Nets. But I don't think he's for this next for this next season because he was talking about I can't leave Seth Durant and all that yada yada yada. But I feel like they just tried to use that as a leverage tool, like him saying that they when he want to get traded as a leverage tool to try to get the max, and that he see that it wasn't gonna work, so he took he opted in and just took his money. But I do think that he gonna he gonna stay with the Nets. I think he proved that by taking the, the 36 million, which anybody, most 90% of 99.9% of people that I know would have taken that money too. So I think at the end of that, I think in a bold move, he's going to actually resign with the Nets for a max. I think they're going to have a good season. And I mean, the Nets are going to give him a max because the Nets will rather give him a max than, like, than, uh, than face the alternative. Okay. I, I hear you. Um, to me, well, Kyrie, man, uh, I like the guy, great player, um, Kyrie guy. But sometimes he comes across to me as he's trying to be 
one of those guys that think they're the smartest person in the room, you know, with his, his takes and it's just outlooks on everything. And um, he tries to be like a, a intellectual, an intellectual to a certain point, man. But just, dude, just show up and play, man. I'm not, this, ain't, this, ain't, this ain't shut up and dribble. I'm just saying, man, show up for your team, man. Now, I know for him not getting the jab, you know, stand up for what he believed in, but it, it caused a nest in the long run. At his, at his at the next expense, it cost him a shot at the title because the reality is if he does get on the court, he does show up. He does – if he did get vaccinated and played, then maybe the Nets are a top seed in the West, not in the West, but in the East. And maybe James Harden doesn't demand that trade out of Brooklyn. Because they're like they were like the Warriors, you know, and, and the facts were there that nobody were gonna beat them if all three of those guys were on the court. They were that good. But it was short lived. Now the Nets gotta adjust now with the roster that they have. Now they have Ben Simmons, you got Kevin Durant and um Kyrie Irving and a few other role players. I wanna ask y'all. So if he's if he if the the, the, if the drama is over for now, what are the ways that the Nets are gonna get better? I don't think they're gonna stand pat as the work as they're currently constructed right now. Uh I'll take this one. Uh the way the Nets are going to get better, they'll have to maybe they have to be big players for solid role players in free agency. Maybe have a trade here, there. Uh, the coaching staff's going to have some changes, and then take it from there. But the most important thing, if they can have buy-in from day one, uh, the vaccine mandate issue that won't be an issue this season. At least we don't think for now. <laughs> so um, I think the, I think they'll be better next year. Does that mean they'll win it all or make it to the conference finals? Not necessarily, but I think they'll be better next year. Yeah. I think um, they're, they're, what they'll have to do is, you know, I think a lot of the issues are going to be fixed in-house by like Joe Harris. You get Joe Harris back. You know, they missed out most of last year. Um, most be- probably their best three-point shooter. Um Patty, I think they bring Patty Mills back. He's a free agent, but I think bringing him back on a two-year, maybe a one- or two-year deal would be a smart move hence, to uh, solidify that backup point guard position. Um, Nick Claxton is going to have to – is going to probably sign the qualifying offer. They're going to probably extend that to him. He's going to get brought back. Um, a lot of their issues are going to be within, within house. Um, Bruce Brown is a guy that's a free agent. Can, that, that, but, but we saw it during that Boston series played a very important role, but we don't know if he'll get brought back. I will, if, if Brooklyn can bring him back for a reason about the money, I'm pretty sure they will. So a lot of their issues are in-house free agents that can, you know, a lot of guys that their guys can be brought back, but, you know, it's not, everybody's not going to – everybody's going to want to get paid. You know, even Bruce Brown, who showed the little flash of talent that he had, maybe may get offered a bigger bag. But some people are saying the Grizzlies are trying to get in on him. Offer him some money, so a lot of the issues can be fixed within the free agents, in-house free agents that they already have, instead of really going external or trying to go get other guys from other teams. Yeah, sounds good. Um, I don't know, man. But, you know, a lot of people were saying that the issues were, 
even when dad James Arnold, knew the issue, the same the issues were like the uh, the chemistry. You know, they didn't they didn't you know felt people didn't feel like they didn't have enough time together. They didn't they were where the players didn't really know their roles outside of uh the big three they had, but maybe they can get that kinked out this season in the off season, you know, um, and get the stuff behind them. But um, good for the Nash, man, because it would be it would I think it would have sucked if uh, Kyrie had opted well opting out and not take that thirty seven million and go to a team like the Lakers or something, and um, just. You know that that thing, that whole experiment was short lived. You know, but it never really got off the ground. You know what I'm saying? Because Kevin Durant signed there, and then he had to miss out, miss a year. Then the pandemic started, and Kyrie was out. He didn't even go to the bubble with him. And then they get him, they get they carry Kevin Durant and Kyrie, but they lose Kyrie in the series against uh, Milwaukee, and they blow that series. They lose that series, but Milwaukee goes to the finals. This year, it just went downhill. But that's good. The Nets are um, they're able to, uh, you know, abort a crisis in that team because they would. I think they would have been on the verge of being a lottery team if they had uh, moved on from Kyrie and uh, Kevin Durant. But uh, we'll see how everything plays out. So moving right along, later that day on Monday night, uh, it was reported that um, John Wall will be joining the uh, Los Angeles. Clippers after negotiating a uh, buy, a buyout with the uh, Houston Rockets, the uh, he only uh, had to pay like six million dollars, six point five million dollars, according to the report. And the Rockets are still on the hook for I believe the forty four million dollars left on this deal. So the uh, Brooke, uh, Clippers get a player that uh, I think I think it's a good uh, move for uh, John Wall because I'm not this ain't trying to knock him or anything like that but i think it's better when he is like not the guy like the number one guy on the team and he can be you know a part of that team would be a piece that can contribute to that um to the to clippers but i want to ask y'all man with this move now and everybody coming back healthy what are the, what are the clippers right now do you think they're uh favorites in the west to represent the west in the final or it's still work to do um, as of this moment, I I would go with the Clippers because they brought a lot of their pieces back. Like like yes. uh, Zubac got signed the extension. Uh, Batum will be getting the extension three years, thirty million. Um, Paul George, of course, we Kawhi. Paul George gonna be back. He'll be back fully healthy. Kawhi Leonard will be back fully healthy after missing. If I'm not mistaken, he missed the entire season. Yeah, he missed the entire season. Um, you're going to have uh, Reggie Jackson. You're going to have the new John Wall. Do you understand how fresh John Wall is? I think he, he may have added it. maybe two or three seasons to how fresh he is. Like, he might play it a little longer than people expect. So, I think that um, they are the favorites coming out the West. But at the same time, DB, we need to – don't uh, count out the uh, the Grizzlies. Don't count out the with the Suns. We have to see what the Suns is gonna do with uh with DeAndre Aiden. Um the Warriors have several free agents, key free agents, Otto Porter, uh Gary Payton the second, um, Kavon Looney, uh key guys that they're gonna have to see. Um the word is Porter, they're gonna let Porter Porter may be out of there, but they're gonna try to keep Payton and um and Looney 
Mm-hmm. And so, and Poole's going to get, you know, his extension. He's going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. Yeah, he ain't going nowhere. So, a lot of these, uh, a, a theme that's going to be in the West is continuity. Um, that's going to be the main thing because a lot of these teams' cores are going to stay the same. So, when I stack up the Clippers to a lot of these teams, I think on paper they have the best squad right now, DB, but I just need to see it on – I need to see it in fruition because I don't know. John Wall has never not been the number one on the team. So, you have to think about how can he – I know he – I think he obviously knows at this point he won't be a number one. He, yeah, he at, knows best, at best, he's a – at best, he's a three. So, so he – how he adjusted to that – We'll never like we'll have to see, but I think he know he's still a guy that can get you twenty points though. So, well, hopefully he is. But I mean, it, 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 we just have to see what it looks like. I need to see some need to see what this team looks like off on the on the court before I just say okay, they don't they're the best team in the West. But on paper, they're not too far off. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, right now the Clippers. I think they're the second best team in the West. I, I the Warriors are still the team to beat. Uh, they proven it this year, and I just got to give them the benefit of the doubt. But the Clippers, if the Clippers come out of the West next year, I won't be surprised. Uh, I still think they need another point guard, uh, maybe another big, but everything else, I think they're pretty loaded at. Uh, John Wall, like, while you say he's fresh, he's also pretty rusty, too. So it goes both ways. So well, working out. When I say rusty, it's our play and pick up with the like guys like me. And when I say guys like me, you know, guys, athletic guys, but that, no, but when it, it's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole lot different. It's, it's, a, it's a different situation play pickup than playing in the, in an actual NBA game. And I know it's not his fault. He was just, Houston just didn't want him to play because they were rebuilding, which I didn't think was fair. They should have let him go last year, but that's neither here nor there. But I, I, I don't expect John Wall to, have a great impact on the Clippers. I think he could have a like a if he, if he could just give them 10, 15 really good minutes every night, that that'd be great. But I think they need another point guard. I just think they did. All right, hey, well, hold up. Uh we got a comment here from uh Stripe Steel. He says that John Wall is almost a perfect pickup for the for the Clippers assuming he can get back to near his prime years. I mean, yeah, but you won't be the, the, the guy. He's not the, the one. Um, Another thing, too, y'all. They have to uh, – we forgot about um somebody else, too, that's going to help them take a lot of pressure off John Wall. John Wall, I mean, I think at best um, – some people, I was thinking in my head, who would be the starting point guard, him or Reggie Jackson? And I say I say Reggie because he built the team continuity. But John Wall would be great leaving that second team with, uh, with Norman Powell. And, oh, um, that one, Norman Powell. Yeah, like Norman Powell and Terrence Mann, too. Yeah. So, so they're going to have a lot of you – know, you know, they're going to have a lot of pieces to work with. And trust me, they're going to be loaded next year. And I think that their, their, their first seven or eight is among the best in the league. I say miss it. I say it's the best in the league. And, and, and full strength, they, they, top, they, front, they seven, top seven, top eight guys go real deep. They up there with Boston and, and Golden State, so – Clippers on paper a lot, but the Clippers have been like this on paper before, y'all. They ain't never made the yeah, finals, so I got I need to see it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, I I would agree with uh Brian too. I think this makes them the second best team 
in the West unless I mean unless somebody else does something um uh, in the offseason. But uh like last year, bro, before the season started, I picked I had the Clippers coming out of the West until I realized, you know, the possible I realized what was going on with the team and that they were gonna get Kyrie back. Not Kyrie, uh Kawhi back and um Paul George was uh missed time as well, but People forgot how deep the Clippers are, man. People forgot how deep they are. Um, they forgot about John Wall that fast. Um, and their supporting class, Clippers supporting cast is pretty good, man. Like Reggie Jackson is a really good player. Reggie Jackson, Terrence Mann, he even came up. Um, Zubak, they just locked him up. You got uh, Norma Powell. Um, it's a really good team. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing how it goes. Uh, looking at, looking forward to seeing if the whole if Kawhi goes back into the uh, the load management mode, and is that going to affect their, their their chemistry? Is that going to affect their continuity? Because that was a big deal when he went down to the bubble and lost to the uh, the Denver Nuggets. It was just people felt like they weren't together. They weren't a um, there was no continuity with the team. There's no chemistry. So I'm looking forward to see how everything uh plays out with the Clippers, but uh you still got you can't count out Memphis, man. Memphis, you got the Pelicans, yeah, the Suns. I think they might take a step back, but we'll see. The Suns, you got uh Denver, you know, uh, this is a lot of I mean, some some really good teams out there. So we'll see. And Portland, they're supposed to be big players in the offseason. So they have yet to but it made one big move, but we're still waiting to see what it's gonna do. But so we'll see everything plays out. But right now, I think it's the, between the Warriors and the Clippers, man. Right now, unless something else changes, so we'll see. All right, so we're gonna segue on to you know what went down today, and that's uh, man, the Atlanta Hawks surrendering three first round picks. In return for the services of guard Delonte, Delonte Murray. I hope I'm saying that right. Delonte uh, Murray of the uh, San Antonio Spurs. So I got the report pulled up from the Athletic. They do a good job of uh, the stories like this. Let's give it a couple of minutes, a couple of seconds. San Antonio Spurs are trading Delonte Murray to the Atlanta Hawks for the Danilo Gallinari. Three first-round draft picks and a draft swap. Sources told the Athletic on Thursday, the three first-round, the three draft picks are all in the first round, 2025 and 2027, plus Charlotte's 2023 protected first and a swap of picks in 2026. Murray, 25, was 26. Murray, 25 years old, was drafted by the Spurs in 2016 as a 29th pick and played five seasons in San Antonio. Missing the 2018-2019 season due to a torn ACL. Last season, the 6-4 point guard started in 68 games. Averaged 21.1 points per game, 8.3 rebounds, and 9.2 assists. Spurs will get Gallinari, who spent four years playing professionally in Italy before getting selected six in the 2008 draft by the New York Knicks. He's been in for a while. The 6-10 power forward played with the Knicks from 2008 to 2011 before getting traded to the Nuggets. He also had a brief stint with the Clippers from 2017 to 2019 and played in Oklahoma City during the 2019-2020 season. 
And Atlanta last season, he got in there and played in 66 games with 18 starts, averaged 11.7 points per game, 4.7 rebounds, and 1.5 assists. Expectations with for Hawk, for the Hawks with Murray. Kirk Kirshner, Hawks beat rider. Expectations for the Hawks are still to be determined. The roster as is the roster as is probably isn't going isn't enough to win a title. More, more, more moves have to be made. The Hawks got better defensively with this trade, but they still need more defenders. It also remains to, to be seen how Trey Young will look off the ball more than ever he, he ever was, he ever has since entering the NBA. The good news is he is he's been highly efficient doing it so far, but it's likely to be an adjustment to doing it more frequently. So in regards to the Spurs, it's clear with this move that the Spurs will take the season and go into full rebuild mode. Now that they have lost their all-star guard, the obvious goal here is for the Spurs to land number one pick in the 2023 NBA draft and potentially land freshman Victor Wambayama. Well, I'm about to look that guy up, man. All right, so with that being said, what are your thoughts on the Hawks giving up Three first rounders for Dewante Murray. I'm, I'm gonna let Brian take this one first because I know um, we can have very uh, different viewpoints. So go ahead, Brian. Uh, I, I like it for both teams. I just think maybe the uh, Hawks overpaid a little bit, but it's I understand why they did it. Uh, Dejounte Murray is a really solid player, and he and Trey Young wanted to play together. So you definitely try to make that move happen. And if you all you have to do is picks, I mean, while they're viable, I look at it like there's some rumors that they were going to give a John Collins and they ended up not doing that. But I wouldn't be surprised if John Collins has moved somewhere else later on um, this week or in a few weeks or a few months. But uh, I, like, I like the move by the uh, Hawks. But uh, – if like I don't know if you guys noticed this, the GM or the president for the Hawks came from the Golden State Warriors, so I feel like a lot of the moves they try to do is a little bit to try to mimic what the Warriors do, mm-hmm. in maybe their own little way. But Trey Young is kind of like their Steph Curry. I don't know who Dejounte Murray kind of. He kind of. You probably won't agree with this. I'm not. He kind of probably reminds me of Draymond Green from the standpoint he'll be. He obviously. He's not the defender Draymond Green is, but he could potentially be the facilitator Draymond Green is. And so I can see what they're trying to do there. Uh, but I just saw a tweet from y'all probably, I don't know if y'all know him, but he's a good writer on CBS Sports, uh, Sam Quinn. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was saying, what What if the Hawks tried to get uh, DeAndre Ayton? And I agree. I think they should try to make that move, especially uh, if you wanted it. Maybe I think it could work for both teams. If the Hawks, let's say the Hawks got, or the Suns got John Collins and a first round pick or a pick, and the Hawks got DeAndre, uh, that'd be pretty nice. I could also see Clint Capella going there instead of John Collins. But I, I, I like what the Hawks are doing. They realized they had to retool their roster. Their roster just wasn't good enough. I think they'll be a team that can make a run in the Eastern Conference playoffs again. All right. Yeah, I think they add to this, Leo. Um, I'm gonna take your reverse. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna take the approach that he that he didn't take. Um, the Spurs approach. Um, I personally feel like it wasn't a good deal for the Spurs because all these years, I guess 
they they started to become the Eastern, the Western Conference version of the Charlotte Hornets, in my opinion. Yeah. But they've been very average. Like, it, okay, and I just had to start, y'all. Greg Popovich, as great as he is, won five championships, right? These last five years haven't been that good at all. He had to make the playoffs since 2017. Mm. Which, if I'm not mistaken, I may be wrong. Yeah, I mean, in 2019. They lost against the Nuggets. The Nuggets, remember? Yeah, I remember that. That was so long ago. I I forgot about it. It was in seven games. My bad. You're right. But it feels like he hadn't made it. He hadn't won a playoff series since 2017. Now, that's a fact. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And if if his name weren't Greg Popovich, Dave, he'd be on the hot seat. If If we were really being honest. Yeah. But. We know he'll never he'll 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 be his own deciding quitter when he quits. Yeah. But but the point here is I feel like the Spurs they aren't like I guess they're like that their mindset is they don't want to be an average team anymore. No if they're gonna be really good or bad, and they I guess they're dedicated to being bad. But I see t- I have issue with this from the Spurs standpoint because I see potential with that team. They have a young court, but the court they have Keldon Johnson, young, really young guy Josh Primo. There's really young team. A guy they just drafted, Jeremy Sochan, 19 year old from um with 19 or 20 year old from Baylor. They have a really young team that they could build with. And DB, they could I know I guess they see that deep in the West. They're really deep in the like there's a deep Western conference and then they really don't have, I guess, a shot to contend. But I see some talent there, but I understand the move, but I just don't like it you giving up well, they got the three first round picks, but DeJounte Murray, DeJounte Murray was on, he was the last player that was on the team when they were winning, besides, uh, yeah, he was the, DeJounte Murray was the last player that was on the team when they went to the conference finals in 2017, so I feel like by cutting that move, you cut off any, like, you cut off your last remnant of win, oh, that, you, that when you, you were winning a good team, so, yeah, uh, you just literally that 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 cheese just got sliced off, and so you chipped off your last source of relevancy when you were relevancy to you mean to for real to another team. So I don't like it from that standpoint, but and because and also I feel bad for Pop a little bit because you think he really wants to go into his seventies on the rebuild. He got wow. time for that, man. Well, <laughs> check, man. I was going to say, he signed off on this. So yeah. Pop, it's not like Pop wasn't aware. He knew about this. Two little things I'd like to say real quick. I don't know if Victor Wimbanyama may do this, but the team he plays for, guys, just take a wild guess who the owner is. Just take a wild guess. Conky? No. Is he on NBA? Do everything else. Tony Parker. What? Yeah. So, I don't know if he'll do it, but there's a way if the Spurs – this dude gotta be good, man. This dude. I think he could force his way to the Spurs if he really wants to go there. But uh, I I see what you, look. I personally think this is Greg Popovich's last season coaching uh, the Spurs. I could be wrong, but I think this is the last year of his contract, and it'll just be the perfect way to end it. Just don't offer him an extension and have him. I could see him if he really wants to be around. He can move it to the front office. That's what a lot of coaches are doing now. But I think it's time for a new voice. A lot of rumors about Quinn Snyder, even Will Hardy, before he got hired by the Jazz. Some people thought he could be the next one in line. But I think the Spurs need to – they're moving into a major rebuild. I think they need a young coach. Maybe a Kenny Atkinson. I don't know if he wants to move to Texas, but I don't know. But 
but they, it's it's the beginning of a new era. They they need <laughs> they need, they need a new coach. It's uh, I, I think it's the beginning of the end. I I, I don't I see what the Spurs were doing. Uh, they they felt like they weren't gonna win, and I I agree with what you said earlier, Leo. The worst thing you can be in the NBA is in the middle. It's either you're good or you're bad. You don't want to be in the middle. And so I like the move they made. Uh, hopefully they get Victor Wembanyama, and then they can take it from there. But that, that one of their bigger issues, they have too many guards on that roster. When I like, I'm on spot track looking at their roster. They have way too many guards. They got to figure that out. Uh, but I won't be surprised if he's not the only veteran move from the Spurs. Jakob Pertl is a really solid center. I could see him getting moved and maybe another piece too. But yeah, the Spurs made the right decision. They need to go in a full rebuild and take it from there. Hey, maybe they could get a money base. Hey, maybe, look, someone. Me and the pop, I don't know if he's a pop if it's like. No, nah. I, I, I don't know, but I don't know. But the one thing I'll say is, like, if you can get to the right situation, like Patrick Baldwin, who got drafted by the Warriors, is was in a similar situation as Amani Bates. He went to a small school. But that's uh, but, problem, yeah, but <laughs> no, no, I don't think, look, you got to do what's best for you. I, a lot of people were disagreeing, and I disagree with that. I think I love the move Amani Bates made. He's going back home. He's humbling himself. It's Is he playing the greatest competition? No, but at the end of the day, if he can play, team yeah. money. So that's the way I look at it. He's, I think yeah. he's going to be a first round pick. Will he be a lottery pick? If I had to bet money, hell no. But first round pick, that's still. He maybe. I think he will be. Maybe. He might be a I think he's going to be a lottery. All right. We'll see. I disagree with that, but we'll see. But All right. Go ahead. If he's somehow the team I really want, two teams I really want him to end up with the Grizzlies, because he's like really that. tight with John Morant, and I'd really like that, or the Lakers, because we need talent. Yeah. We're about to go. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I would like to see. Y'all got so much. We got sucked in. You know what? LeBron, man, LeBron wants to play young players, man. You know that. Look, I'm a lot of Laker fans have get on me on Twitter, but I'm, I'm one LeBron. of those people. I don't want to extend LeBron. I just want to, because I feel like we're in the middle. We're probably we may make the playoffs, but losing the first round. I think we after next year we should just start a rebuild. That's just my personal opinion. Oh, I don't. The Laker rebuilds are horrible. They last forever. No, yeah. I don't want to be. I don't know. They do. They do. They don't last. No. <laughs> bro, my whole high school from 2014. Dude, while we were in high school, Brian, the Lakers didn't make the playoffs. Let's keep that in perspective. That's fine, but that was they just they didn't handle that rebuild the right way. I think they learned from their lessons. They'll they'll be better. But, like, ask yourself, like, even if – all right, let's say they try to contend. Look at how deep the West is. I mean, it's loaded. It could be arguably the deepest it's ever been next year and the next few years. I think it's the right decision, but we'll see what happens. All right. So, I'll just bring it back to the Spurs, man, and the Hawks trade. I don't have an issue with them getting getting, uh, Delonte Murray. But for three, you give up. Three graphics for this dude, and you give up three first round assets for this guy. He's not, I'm not, this ain't bashing, it's not putting him down or anything like that, but he's not Damian Lillard. He's not Devin Booker. He's not, uh, shoot, give me, give me, he's not Clay Thompson. He's not, uh, dang, give me another name out there. Do you somebody. think he's better than Drew Holiday? Dog, no. I, no, nah, I think it's easy. It's not, bro. 
You give up three first rounds for a guy that you still not. The narrative is that well, I'm not gonna. I mean, everybody got their own opinion, but according to the piece, even if you do get this guy, you're still not a heavyweight in the in the East yet. So, what other moves are you gonna make? Yeah. You know, so you're not done. So you going? If I got, that's well, we, uh, that's we uh, look like we were. Well, we were going into our next topic with that, but you know, that means you're not done, man. But for the Spurs, it's just they haven't like found that 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 culture builder guy like you had with Tim Duncan, Mano Ginobili, um, what's his name is Tony Parker, Tony, Tony Parker, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, you just like have the, the air just, and they made him mad, but that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. But they haven't really found that guy yet, man. It's just sometimes when you, you know, when great teams get, you know, get old like that, and the people that's, but well, I will say the the guys that are supposed to come up behind it, they're just they're not that, they're not what Tim Duncan was, and it just. Haven't found it yet. The Spurs, you know, ever since I've been alive, it's been a player in the West, man, a, a major player, man. This has been since I was in like elementary school, man. Spurs have been a heavyweight in the in the West, you know, since they had David Robinson, Dennis Rodman, Tim Duncan, Steve Kerr, Robert Horry, and it just hasn't been that hasn't been that good in a while, man. Since 2017, and people was giving the Warriors crap about that. They was saying, "Well, if Kawhi didn't get hurt, they would have beat the Spurs. They would have beat the Warriors." That was like the that was the last <laughs> that was one of the, the pops last uh, good uh, Spurs team. But to give up, I, if two, I would give up two picks for him. Two picks for uh, Dewante Murray, not three. I just, I don't know, man. That's a lot, man. That's a lot for a guy. That's a lot for a guy that could get his team to the to the play in turn. Well, can I? Not, not, I would say into the playoffs. When the Pelicans did without their best player, that's a lot for a guy that couldn't do that on a pop coach team. To me, that's just a lot. But teach his own. You think you want that? Yeah, can I go real quick? Yeah, well, I'm saying, well, technically, if you think about it, they the entire deal, they really gave up two of their own first-round picks. Then they gave the one – I think the pick next year is from Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Then they also gave up a, sw- a pick swap in 2026. So it's – look, it's not uh, – what I've given up that much, no. But they ended up giving up. And I, the good thing about the NBA with these picks is they're not consecutive years. They're, there's gaps between them. And so – while it seems like you're giving, while you're giving up, they give they gave up a lot. It's not as bad as maybe it seems, and I believe they're going to get something from John Collins. I think they can at least get a first round pick and a, and a solid player. Did they just sign him? Yeah, yeah. but if you think if I don't know if you follow that for agency, I'm not sure if they both parties really wanted that. Well, John Collins wanted more than they gave him, but he because he was a restricted free agent. Whatever, uh, nobody was willing to offer more than that, so he ended up taking it. But I, I, I don't think John Collins wanted to come back with the price they gave him, but he took it because he had to take something. So I, I believe he's on his way out. But again, with the, I kind of disagree with your point about Dejounte Murray. Like, 
not being a good player because he didn't. Well, I, mean, I don't think you said not being a good player, but maybe a difference maker. Yeah, he's not he a Yeah, because he didn't take the um, Spurs to the play-in. The West was pretty loaded. The Spurs in the play-in. Yeah, this no, the Spurs. Yeah. Were, well, let, let me explain. The Spurs were kind of tanking at the end. They were, and so, and so, I don't really look into things like that. He he made the All Star team. I think that's a that means that shows he has something. But I do agree from the standpoint that they did give up too much to get him. But if you're the Hawks, you sometimes got to make moves like that because you're not really a free agent destination. So. Yeah, I mean a little bit, but again, the, Hawks, the Hawks aren't done. I believe they're going to try to make a move. I would love for them to get DeAndre Ayton. I would, and especially if they can get him without having to give up John Collins, then they can try to use John Collins and another to get another piece. Then I'd like to see what that roster looks like. But I'm not. I don't. I'm not saying the Hawks will be as good as they were a few years ago. But I think they'll. They could at least make the second round of the playoffs, and that would be success, in my opinion. So, um, Leo, you still got that um the issue against uh Nate McMillan? <laughs> <laughs> See, uh, yeah, because I mean, my they they went right after they made the Columbus final. They went right back to you know being what they usually are, average. So you know, I I, I didn't even have to say anything last year. That like, just let well, us watch. If anybody watched, you just saw how average the team was. You had one. You were you were. They had that one. What's it called? Like they start. They call lightning in a bottle. That's yeah, they, guess, they call lightning. Yeah. Yep. And then you see, you see what happened. But um, to, to address what y'all was saying about the um, Dejounte being an impact player, I think this Hawks team that he's on is better than what the Spurs like. What he was rejected to be on on the Spurs. So you gotta keep that in account too. And um, I would like why well, DeAndre A would be a good fit. They already have two centers already. They just drafted uh. They got Kunga out of Kongu. If I'm not saying his name right, and he started. He, they drafted him two years ago as a top ten pick. So you still, you sure they still have plans for him? And Clint Capella is still one of the best rebounders in the NBA. And they both guys still, if I'm not mistaken, both of them are in their twenties. Capella, I know his late twenties, and Kongu early twenties. But you know, they still got two solid centers already. But I think while people, um, I was making this making this point earlier on Twitter, if you were gonna have. Yeah, Trey Young. Most of these great, like starting point guards in the NBA, are not good defenders. Like Trey Young, the John Morant's of the world, the Luka Doncic's of the world, the D'Angelo Russell's of the world. You can go on and on and on. Most of these great, most of these. I mean, you have a few solid point guards that are good defenders, but most of them are not good defenders. This was a perfect fit for the team because they were able to get uh, a guy, a Swiss Army Swiss knife, and Dejounte Murray, who can go, who can go really. Really, he can go point guards through small fours. He can go ones through threes, and very flexible. He's gonna have. He's gonna take the best perimeter matchup every night, pretty much. Very at six, at six foot four, can eat like I said, can step up and guard some small fours. So they got a really good Swiss Army knife that's gonna be next to Trey Young. It's gonna take a lot of pressure off him defensively. So for the Hawks, I, it's a good move because. Even if they don't win, nobody expects my house to win the East off this move. But and and they said the roster is I think the gym is Travis Schink. Yeah, Travis Schink. Yeah, came from that. Like Brian said, came from Golden State. He's been building this roster up ever since he got there. And so they, you know, with that they peaked with that finals, the conference finals appearance. But they have a lot of young, they have a lot of pieces that can be developed, like DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herter. He, um, 
Um, so they have some. They just drafted AJ Griffin out from Duke, so they have a lot of young players. They 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 not they not trust me. They got a lot of talent on their team. Yeah, there there is man. Just I mean, if they start achieving, you know, maybe maybe might go man. Maybe the one that that goes, but. Hopefully, hopefully this is a um, squad that can break, break and stay for a while, you know, you know, and uh, prove uh, Brian wrong. But we'll see. All right, <laughs> moving right along, man. So this is our last topic of the night. We'll talk about the better route to building a uh, contending team and a consistent team that can contend in the NBA. So what you're starting to see now in the league is. Teams um, being patient, you know, especially in the smaller markets, building through the draft, um, letting that talent develop, and then they'll go out and acquire a piece or two here and there to put them over the top. You know, we started with, you know, believe it or not, the Golden State Warriors. You know, they they built that team through the draft. You know, people, if you want to Admit it or not, they they built it through the draft. You know, you got Steph, Clay, Draymond Green, and then you decide to um add, you know, you had Harrison Barnes too, you drafted him. You then you decide to add um Kevin Durant, and that was like extra icing on the cake right there. And they became what they were, you know. Um we see with the Grizzlies now, you draft guys like John Morant, um, Got a guy's Desmond Bain. Um, a few pieces here and there. You got he went and moved, made a move for uh Steven Adams. And you've been contending in the West ever since. Since you, you, you took John Morant, you know, and um this year, this past season, you, you took him the next the next step to the um being a contender in the West while being a second seed. You see it with the Pelicans, you have Sian Williamson, um Jackson Hayes, who may get moved. Jackson Hayes, uh, Herb Jones, who's becoming a, a really good defender. Um, Trey Murphy, who may there may be something there we don't know yet. Um, also, you got a, a good time. You have a good to me like a good pick this year, Dyson Daniels, and you may not make no type of move that your team, your core may be already established. We don't, I mean, haven't really heard anything, but it may not make no offseason acquisition. We don't know yet, but their core is already established. Then you you made a move for C.J. McCullough. I thought that was a good move because I felt like he needed a veteran. You, have, you also got, you went and picked up Brandon Ingram from the Lakers because of the AD trade. Uh, who else is out there? Uh, Phoenix. They built through the draft for the most part. So I want to ask y'all, you know, what's the better route to y'all? If y'all was like GMs, to build a winner, a consistent winner in the league right now, the draft or through uh, trade pieces. I think, I think you kind of have to do a little bit of both, but also it depends on what what organization. Like if you're the Lakers, you're probably you're a free agent, <laughs> and so you can you can get some free agents. And if you, mm-hmm. if you have also draft picks that you develop, that's nice, but they're not as valuable as, let's say, a Memphis or a New Orleans. So I think it just kind of depends on the situation you're in. 
But ideally, I would probably say go through the draft because when you first get those rookie contracts, they're going to be cheaper than maybe someone you trade for. And then you can slowly build. Everyone, in order to win, they've had to lose. It's just the way it works. And so as long as, long as you have the right plan, you can have success. But it, it kind of depends on where you are in your process. Like if you're just starting all over, then you kind of should build through the draft. But if you're like maybe two or three moves away, then you can, you, you can make some trades to get where you want to be. Then you do that. But uh, again, I'll probably, if, if depends on, depend on the organization I'm running, it that will kind of uh, dictate my strategy. Leah? <sighs> I would prefer to be a through free agency. Uh, a, I used to be a big big uh, pickup guy in the draft and let them develop, but but get, develop player development is so tricky because this the the NBA draft is a crapshoot. You gonna hit some, you gonna miss some. If you guys get drafted and they go number forty in the draft and you end up being better than number twenty, so I need I need to have proven commodities on my team. Out. I think the NFL is an exception because I think the play development is key in there. So we're talking about NBA-wise, I, I would have to go to, to the NBA, like free agency because – and if I miss on somebody, let's just say, I, like, Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, like a free agent got him with this free agency. If I miss on him, Gordon Hayward has been a, an all-star caliber player in the NBA. If I miss on him and overpay him, I, would, I, I could live with it because at least I know at his best he was an all-star player. Whereas, if I go, let's say I draft, hmm, let's say when, ah, I don't like using his name because they, they use draft bust, draft bust too much. Who's a draft bust that, that besides Kwame Brown? Um, Hashim the Beat. Hashim the Beat. Let's say I draft Hashim the Beat, number two overall, like Grizzly did. I'm taking a risk on, on the potential. I've never seen this man play in a professional basketball game before, and I'm taking a risk. That, 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 that these players don't produce, and he ended up not producing. So I I rather go with established production and be a through free agency, and you know, the Warriors did a great blend of that too. Because think about it, now their core players was built through the draft. A lot of their role players was came through free agency or by other teams. Gary Payton, Otto Porter, um, what's his name? Some more players. Um, Damian Lee was came through uh, another team. Um, they've had several players come through for other teams, so but but Belinka, yeah, what are you saying? Malik, uh, Andrew Wiggins, yeah, Andrew Wiggins was came through a trade, yeah, so yeah. so he, you know, it, it's not everybody, it's, it's different, different teams, like Bobada said, like the grid is built, like the grid is a small market teams can get away with building through the draft because they're not really free agent destinations, like the Memphis and like a Charlotte, Charlotte is built through the draft because you they're not. They're not finna say let's go sign with Charlotte, but like a Miami Heat team, even though they got Bam and Tyler and they, those they made two draft pieces, they mainly built through free agency. So you have to. It depends on the market GP. But like if I'm in, let's say I'm in, like like Bada said, if I'm with the Clippers, I'm building through free agency. If I'm with Memphis, I'm building through the draft. So really, I would prefer the free agency, but it also your location plays a big part in it. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, unlike the NFL, where it's location really doesn't mean anything. It's just it, – well, it does to a certain extent, but it's more about 
the draft and finding a quarterback and, you know, hoping that he's good so that way you can pay him dirt cheap and then save up cap space and sign a bunch of, you know, talent around him and build. But I'm with Brian on this one as well. I mean, it depends on where I'm at. If I'm on a place like uh, Boston, a gym in Boston, uh, Dallas, Houston, uh, Miami, I'm probably going to uh, use some trade, trade, you know, trade assets to uh, build that team. But if I'm in like uh, Charlotte, or Memphis, New Orleans, uh, who else on that? Portland. I'm going to try to build through the draft, man, and be patient. See if that talent is going to come together. See if I have a guy that's going to be the number one or the, the one and two. If not, I'm going to have, um, even though I might have some potential, I'm going to save my money, you know, and open for my max slots. And then I'm going to see if I can lure a free agent if I can. If my team is good enough, I'm going to try to lure a free agent, a big name free agent. That's what I would do. Oh, uh, was yeah, yeah, but right, okay. Yeah. Two quick points I'm gonna make. Uh, I think every champion that's won has had a player they drafted. So I, I think it's important. You gotta you gotta have some hits when you draft. But also, I remember watching. I think SVP did one big thing on Scott Van Pelt. That's SVP. You probably yeah, I know this. That, yeah. He said uh, something about the Raptors when they won it. They had zero lottery picks, so you can win. Yeah, you can win. Yeah, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to have a lottery pick. You just you better hit on everything else. But I think that there's some. The thing is, like, I don't think there's just one way to win. There's so many yes, ways. To win. Yeah. But ideally, you get you got to hit through the draft and then hit, have some good trades and sign some good free agents, and that's probably the best way to go about it but most of your probably core has to be through the draft i think that's yeah good. yeah that's what i would do i would draft my core see if they're good and i know if ever if i have a a, a number like a john Morant in that core <laughs> then that's great but if not i'm gonna save my money up clear up my space and see if i got some money for uh and save up money for uh some max slots See if somebody wants to sign with my team. That's what I would do. I don't know what Jordan doing, man. Like Jordan, like dude, Jordan. He's good on the court, but yeah, that ownership role. I don't know what is Jordan doing, man. He's gotten better. He used to seem like every time they had a pick, you could almost book in. They would drop the big, but he's gotten better a little bit. Um, I thought Kenny Atkinson would have been a good hire. It didn't work out. Steve Clifford's a solid. Like if you just want a steady guy for a few years, I think Steve, I think he's a solid coach. They're trying to get to the playoffs. Look what Bro. he did with Orlando. He's no, a good he coach. Mark no, Jackson. Mark Jackson. You know, you Mark Jackson right there. Mark, Mark he's Jackson good, but no, but you you know why Mark Jackson hasn't got another shot? Yeah, I know, man. We that's a whole other pod, man. That's a whole. We, yeah, there's a lot of reasons why. <laughs> but uh, what? Can y'all name uh, whatever? <laughs> man, this is different problem, bro. I'll be on Twitter. Look on Twitter and type in Mark Jackson and reasons why he has the <laughs> There's a lot of reasons why. But uh, I won't get into it. Man. Part of the reasons why I know is because I'm a Lakers fan and Lakers fan. It was some of them were willing to have him, but most of them didn't want him. Uh, man, but, like I said, 
why isn't Jordan looking to at the Phoenix coaching staff? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, oh, come on, man. The the only guy I would have potentially hired off of Phoenix's staff is Kevin Young, who's their OC. He's really really good. A lot of people like him. Uh, but they wanted an experienced head coach, and so that's why they they went with Kenny Axon initially, and then they they went with Steve Clifford. And I I don't I'll be stunned if Steve Clifford is their coach in two or three years. That his contract's only for really two years, a third year team option. But uh, I, the one thing I'm glad he got, he was able to get Lamella Ball. They needed a star in that market. Lamella Ball hopefully will be there for the for a long time. But uh, but hey, if he comes to the Lakers, I won't mind that. So well, I'd like for him to stay in Charlotte. If he had to come to LA to the Lakers, I, I would take that at a heartbeat. But, you don't think he signed the second contract with them? Oh, that that, that that's that first supermax. Yeah, he might, yeah. Make, he might, he might, maybe not. He's gonna get that. You got to take that money. That for now, after you get that second contract, then you can get. But he he's gonna take. He's gonna get that back. That first back. Now after that, who knows? But yeah, and he, he's kind of like even if he, they're not gonna let him go, unless if like he just they it, it gets so bad where he has they have to get rid of him. Like his dad start talking, man. His dad. Everyone like that's that's his topic that I, I, I like to discuss real quick. Levar Ball. It, did I like everything he said? No, especially being a Lakers fan. A lot of things I didn't like, but. He, he can only speak if given the mic. It's not like he's not one of those guys that's just gonna go on Twitter and start saying stuff. You can if he's only he's only gonna say something if you give him give him the platform. We haven't heard from him because nobody's giving him the platform. So I don't I don't I think that's people made a bigger deal than what that really was. But back to the Jordan thing. Jordan's gotten better. Uh, he 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 needs to he's gonna have to spend some of that money if he wants to eventually win. That's kind of What's part up of with that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. That, that, that's a good question. I'm the wrong person to ask. Hey, um, you know it's crazy that they general manager Brian. We should we know him, Mitch Kupchak yeah, from yeah. Uh, from the Lakers. They trying to similar draft or something. They kind of like the drafts were starting to be like the Lakers was when they was drafting a lot of young talent and know how to use them. Like they have so much young talent. Um, really, for them, DB, I think the the question of free agency with Miles Bridges. This, well, I think that's something like. I mean, we can talk about like maybe for a little bit if you like, because I just feel like his his free agency is gonna like determine the direction that the franchise goes in because he and Lamelo Ball have a really they were drafted in back to back drafts. I, well, nah, they were two years apart. Bridges in twenty eighteen, the ball in twenty twenty, but they have a really close bond, and I really don't think Lamelo wants to see Bridges go. And like, I feel that. If Bridges goes, it's a pathway to where Lame- I could see Lamella not signing their second contract with them. I could see that because they have that close, they they're that packed for like on and off the court. So and the chemistry is really good. So they have a. a I, I would. What do you think about their free? Well, his free agency, DB or Ryan? I was asking. What's the name? What's the that name man? Miles Bridges. He had a career year. He's one of those guys that. For his first three years, was kind of really like average, decent, and then he had a breakout year four. I think he played like twenty one a game and put up his career and rebounds and assists and three point percentage and all. So he he chose the right year to have a. And he turned down fifty five million last offseason. So Dude, wow. Yep. So now he took a he took a he took a chance on himself. So 
But I just was wondering, like, what y'all thought about it because, you know, Jordan's is known to be very cheap, very cheap, from on and off the court. So, what I just wanted to know: Did y'all think that that he could get a mass contract? Not from the. It's going to be interesting how that free agency the goes. Hornets. The horn. I don't think the Hornets will yeah, get from the Hornets. But if a team offers it, they're going to match it because Mitch Kupchak said Miles is coming back. So while they may not pay him, if, if initially if someone offers him, then they're gonna they're gonna have to. Yeah. Hey, but what do y'all think about Mitch Kupchak, man? Because when he was with the Lakers, he was getting a lot of credit. Now, I think it was more about Jerry West than Mitch Kupchak making those moves. Mm. But now since he left the Lakers, man, he just <laughs> haven't made those type of moves, man. Yeah. Drafting LaMelo was a plus. <laughs> that's what it man, I, but I think Mitch Kupchak is a solid executive. I think he is. I think he like if you if he told me who would I rather have. Mitch Kupchak for Rob Palenka, I would take Mitch Kupchak. I would probably want him to get a really good, a better staff than he had with the Lakers towards where he started where down, during our down years. But I I, 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 I think Mitch Kupchak's a really solid executive. I really I think, do. I think I take Curry Rambus. <laughs> man, get on somewhere. Get him out of there. Hey, man. Hey, bro. Hey. You know what, man? I came up with this epiphany, man. We've been wanting to ask you this. How do you think once Penny gets to the NBA, do you think he will have that same type of appeal as a head coach to bring in free agency, to bring in free agents the way he has with the back with uh college right now with the 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 um the freaking recruiting and the transfer portal? I think he's the king of the transfer portal. Right now. Wait, who? Wait, you talking yeah. about who going to the I NBA? Disagree. Penny. Yeah. Penny. Yeah, I asked you. I asked you. I asked you. No, I'm asking you. Well, do you think he will have the same type of magic that he has in the college college ranks when it comes to attracting talent? No, because and even if he did, the NBA, it's it's yeah. like it's you kind of choose your players in college. Obviously, they have to decide they want to, but. It's the NBA. Even if he did, it's it's kind of hard. It's harder to it's harder to win in the NBA. Easier to coach, and when I say easier to coach, you don't have to deal with all this NIL and all that stuff. But harder to win. And but the one thing I think helped, and we're starting to see a trend. These former players who played the game, a lot of players seem to respect them. So I think that if there's a time for Penny to come to the NBA, it's now in this area. But uh, I I don't I disagree with you about the appeal he has, and you can make a case how much appeal does he really have? Like he's getting some solid transfer players, uh, but he doesn't have the appeal he. I mean, from terms of the five star kids, and really? like, and so and maybe he can get some later on. But I still think if I'm him, I stay at Memphis as long as I can, unless if you unless if you get a, a offer from a team that you know you can't turn down, then I may be considered leaving or you're just unhappy at Memphis. But if I'm him, the Memphis isn't probably will never fire him. And you can't get that NBA. You have one bad season, you can get fired. So hey, what if what's the what's a blue blood uh, blue blood school out there? Duke. Uh North Carolina. 
Kansas. They got, they got, they, they got guys though. They got coaches. Uh, what's the one out there? I'm not talking. I'm not mentioning it yet. Michigan, Jawan Howard, our friend. What you, what, what you trying to talk about? Yeah. I think that's a chance. Like, if he does really good next year, a blue blood might make an offer to him. Like an yeah. NC State, Kevin yeah. Keith, like an NC State. Blue blood could make an offer to him. Maybe uh, NC State. I don't think they're blue blood, but they're like Texas A&M, man. No, they're, they're Texas A&M. Ew. Ew. They, they, they like they, they show a little bite, but oh. like yeah. you're, you're comparing. Okay. Oh they're yeah. Texas one quick thing about the transfer portal. You know the real king. You know who the real king of the transfer portal is. You want me to really? tell you? It's pretty no, down no. on the now. It's Eric Musselman. That's why he's nicknamed Eric. Arkansas. Oh my God. yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they got some good recruits up there, man. Yeah. He, he's really. Get at that. That's what they he's now for. He used to be an NBA coach, man. Yeah, his dad, I think he was with the Warriors. Um, yeah, but he used to be an NBA coach. Someone said he humbled himself, became a college assistant, got his opportunity, and he's thriving in the college game. Uh, but like I feel like I don't know, like Leah, I know we you know the like some people think the Orlando Magic job, I'm talking about Penny, like it was it, they they interviewed him, but he really never was gonna get the job. And no, so man. I feel like if if there was a job he was gonna get, that would have been it. Now I could be wrong. Maybe another team, and a lot. Of, you know how it is with most of these jobs. It's about while teams are willing to tire people they don't know. It's about who who who's in that front office, who's in the ownership group that you basically they know you have a relationship, or maybe you can wow them. You if know you what? Get in the interview process and want them, then that can change people's minds and change people's hearts, and maybe they give you opportunity. But uh, like I said, obviously, Stand Up Penny gets an MV opportunity, but we'll Maybe see. Huh? Yeah, I'm. Not, I wouldn't be. He's gonna be. Be. like dude. The major would have been perfect for him. Yeah, he had uh, Paulo Banchero. Yes, yeah. well, John Isaac. That would have been a good young squad for him. Huh? But start his career out as a coach, yeah. NBA coach. That would be a good squad for him. But I just, like, you guys know, he never was, like, that report Shams put out, it was part of it was the leverage, but he was never really a serious candidate for the Orlando Magic job. Like, some people think, like, a lot of Memphis people thought he was going to leave. I kind of thought for a second he was going to leave, too. I will, I'll admit it. But, yeah, he, but once some people, people that I respect started bringing information out and telling the whole story, and even that video he put out saying he's come back to Memphis, the reason why he put it out, you put it out to you do that so people won't know you were really not a candidate for the job and it can help you for future jobs. But uh, maybe we'll see if Penny gets the opportunity. But I feel like if if he had maybe pushed harder for the job, Orlando job, maybe they would have given it to him. But uh, well, but I, I, I had a feeling he wasn't going to get it. But We'll see. If he has success in college the next couple of years, then maybe he can get it. But right now, I don't see it happening. But I, I've been wrong before. And I, I part of me wants him gone, as you guys know. But <laughs> I, I just don't think we this program can reach their ceiling under him. And I feel like this program – That's just my opinion. I feel like this program can get back to what they were under Harry. No, nah, dude. No, and not maybe not in terms of recruiting, but I think this program can do. Look, the goal should be make the tournament every year. Do you think that's fair? Dude, they, hey, listen, listen. Unless they get like a, a Calvin Sampson type guy that's not going to leave, 
I don't, know, I don't think they can do it, man. That's just me. And people, I hate when people say that. Like, some people are like, well, we're worried about, well, there's two things I feel like. When people say we're worried about the next coach leaving. If because the, he will. No, that may be true, but if the coach leaves the program in a better spot, that's all right. And there's some people out there, they won't say it, but I'll say it for them. They're afraid the new coach may do better, better than Petty. That's why they don't really oh, want yeah. him. That's oh, why yeah. they don't really want him. So that's yeah. what I believe. But uh, what, 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 ahead, Leo, what you got, man? Go ahead. I'll, I'll want to see what he has to say. Oh, let me address a couple of things because I listened to a lot of y'all's dialogue and I'm just very intrigued by what you all had to say. Um, let me uh, I address DB's point first. DB was talking about Penny coaching in NBA. I think for him, DB, for his style of work, DB needs to go. Like Penny would have to, I mean, if you fire your coach, obviously you are you either are in a rebuild mode or you think you are a coach away from being a contender. Um, I think Penny will have to go to a rebuilding team for him to have that impact, like in terms of young players. Because in NBA, NBA is really more about self motivation than it is about about um, coaching motivation. Even though obviously coaches bring the best out of players at any level, but in in college, a lot of play coaching breeds a lot of like you know br- coaching builds self confidence in a lot of these players. And whereas in NBA, you already have ego already. They already think they the, they the, you know what already. So. You really don't have to. He really won't have to work it there. So he would have to really go to a, like a young team. Like like he would be. I ain't gonna lie. He would have been a perfect coach for the Hornets. Yeah, in my opinion, he would have been a perfect coach because with the young with the young talent that they have, and you know he automatically earns the respect. Imagine what Lame, imagine what Lamelo Ball can learn from Penny Hardaway. Just Jordan imagine. Penny would be interesting, man. Jordan working with Penny would be interesting. Yes. Did you imagine? Could you imagine that them work? And I think Jordan would be patient with him because I feel yeah. like. Honestly, Borrego shouldn't have been fired. But but I guess if Jordan thinks that this team has a higher ceiling than what it was, a guy like Penny would have been perfect to, to get that team to the next level, in my opinion. Now, let's get back to what Brian said. Brian, you were talking about how Memphis, Memphis wouldn't fire, like, they wouldn't fire coach. They wouldn't they wouldn't scream or advocate for him to get fired because they would want the other coach. They, would think the other, they wouldn't want the other coach that took this fight to do better well, no, right. that's not what that's not what I said. So yeah. you okay? Did you say that the reason why a lot of people want Penny to stay is because they are afraid that the person who takes his spot might do better than him? No, that's not what I'm saying. They're they're afraid if he's replaced, whether he won't get fired, he'll probably leave or res- for another job, an NBA job, presumably, or resign. They're afraid that the new coach may end up doing better. And and look, I, I'm, that's just my opinion. And also, they they're afraid the new coach may leave if he for a bigger job because they feel like Memphis is a stepping jo- stone um, job, which I, in a way it kind of is. But I, I think that's if you if you have that mindset, you're going to be missing out on some great coaches. There's some great coaches out there. Like the the ideal situation, in my opinion, what Memphis can be, we should be a Gonzaga. I think Memphis can be ideally be a Gonzaga because the uh, AAC is. Is not going to be very good. We can, if we get the right coach in here, if Penny doesn't get the job done, we could dominate this conference. I really believe that. But that that's what I was trying to say. But but the question is, how long is Memphis going to be in the AAC? Because that with these with these, even though these rumors, these relocation rumors to another bigger conferences, uh, such as Big Twelve and uh, other conferences, those rumors perk up every year. And one of these years, 
that Memphis is going to move out of the AAC eventually. I feel like eventually they're going to be viewed as a team that can take that, you know, next jump. I feel like they'll, you know, the renovation for Liberty Bowl, I think part of it is to appeal to other conferences about, you know, that's about everything is about strategy and putting together an, an appearance and making yourself uh, sellable. Like with the, with the renovations, um, done to the you know to the um, Liberty Bowl. Liberty well, Bowl. not Liberty Bowl. The whatever you call it, the name of well, yeah. Simmons Bank. Simmons, Simmons Bank. Yeah, Simmons Bank Arena. Yeah, whatever you call it. But anywho, like it's all about appeal and it's all about selling yourself. So I feel like those renovations are kind of for that too. To get they go to a bigger conference. And um, so that, it's more to it, and I feel like they might not be like you said. They might not even be in the AAC no more. So, what do you do at that point? You still got to keep. Of course, you build where you're in the AAC to make yourself a, a candidate for other conferences. But I eventually feel that, like I said, Memphis is gonna get that call, Brian, and they're gonna be in another conference, a better conference. So AAC is not like Gonzaga ain't going nowhere. They're never leaving the WCC. Mm, I don't know. I, I just I could see them eventually being what? there's some rumors about the big East. I don't see that happening, but I could see them join at least for basketball, the Pac-12. Because they don't because they don't have a football team, that complicates things a little bit. But I could see a scenario where they could end up being in the Pac-12 if they can figure out the money thing and the long-term ramifications of it. But um, but I, I, but the way they're in, I think they because they they play a tough non-conference and they dominate their uh, conference their conference. So I think if I'm Gonzaga, I would never leave the WCC. That's just me. But until I, I think Memphis can end up in the Big Twelve or another bigger conference. But until I see it, I'll believe it. I would even there's some people would like them to replace Vanderbilt, uh, but I, I don't see that happening. Vanderbilt leaving the SEC unless if like. Only way I could see them leaving is if, like, all the smart institutions, like the Vanderbilts, the Stanfords, the Northwesterns, they start their own conference, something like that. Yeah, then, then I could see that happen. But that SEC money, they, they ain't leaving that. But, hey, yeah, go ahead, Brian. Yeah, the only time I see Memphis leaving is after they finish their football renovations, and I think that won't finish until 2025. I could be wrong. So until after that, I don't see them leaving the conference. But you never know. We'll see. Hey, Shouts out to uh, you know, comment. Pay me from uh, pay me no no pay me no mind. Uh, Reg, what up, D Branch? Crazy move by San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, it is, but it's the end, man. It's the end of the era in San Antonio. Um, that 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 uh, their run has been going since like 1991, man. <laughs> like <laughs> it's been going for a while, man. And um, and Pop has been like their only coach since. I forgot the guy the guy name, but he was um he was coaching Spurs. That they were legit, but he couldn't get him over the hump. They hired Pop, and it's been like history. You know, five five championships could have been six, but that run is over, man. But thanks for your comment, man. Appreciate it. Hey, but I think what's up? I was just on one quick question. What are y'all thoughts on some Laker fan to paint this? Do you think the Lakers? You probably say now because of your situation, but you'll you'll understand what I mean when I explain it. But the like the uh, Spurs made a mistake when they didn't accept the Lakers package that they offered them. What 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 do you think about that? What was the package? The, the package for Kawhi, like it was like I don't know if it was Lonzo Ball, but Kuz maybe maybe not Kuz, but it was like Brandon. It's basically what y'all got for the yeah. AD trade that they could have maybe got for the Kawhi trade. Do you think they made a mistake not taking that offer? 
Before you answer, DB, you were talking about Bob Hill. Say what? That was the coach before Pop. Uh, yeah, Bob Hill. Hill. Yeah, Bob I was Hill. trying to look that up, and I think yeah. Popovich came yeah. down from the front office. I could be wrong, but I yeah. think yes, uh, that'd be kind of ironic if he ends up ending his career in the front office. But uh, yeah, I, I think I, I was just wondering y'all's thoughts. Do you think the Spurs made a mistake by not accepting the Lakers package? Are you saying that because you're a Falcons fan, or you really believe that? <laughs> I believe that. All right. What are your thoughts? I'm just saying, man, to play with the Spurs, this is my opinion. To play with the Spurs and Pop, man, it's gotta, you got to be a part of that culture, man. You got to, you know, you got to be a certain demeanor, man. It's like it's like the New England Patriots, man. You just, we just had to you just ain't, ain't going to be, you know, like Brandon Ingram wouldn't work there, man. I don't think he wouldn't work there. Lonzo Ball, I just don't think. I mean, it's a pop thing, man. Lonzo might would have worked. Lonzo could Lonzo could plug. Lonzo one of the players you can plug on any team, and and, they, yes. and, they, and, they, and they, he could he could play on any team in the NBA. Yeah, There's like a dude there. like uh, who was out there? Who's a mild mannered player out there right now? That's pretty good. Like how good? Like just a solid role player or a star? A solid star that's like you know got that. Not really out there right now. Uh, Drew Holiday. Yeah, he, he would do great out there. Drew Holiday, Giannis. Yeah. They would do great out there. Giannis would play big great on any team, but but, know, but I get the point. Yeah, you get the point, man. I just – you got to be a certain way. That's just my opinion, man. It just I, – I disagree. I can't do that anymore, man. I, 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 I Look, if it's not, look, I get it. You got to be coachable. But I don't think – if you as long as you do your job, and do it at a high level, I think he can fit anywhere. I understand some places have their cultures and all that, but as long as you do your job, you can fit anywhere. I really, really believe that. But also, like, I think that's a dangerous thing if you're just going to just pick guys that just fit your culture because you could be missing out on some guy that may not fit your culture right away, but you can mold that guy into something. Like, let's say – Five years, man. Yeah, that's fine. It takes it takes time, but I think that's one of the the Spurs, in my opinion, should regret not taking that Lakers package. But that's oh, just yeah. my opinion. Because y'all didn't use mad because you didn't y'all didn't get Kawhi. But anyways, uh, yeah, no, right. we yeah, ended up winning the title. Yeah, look, ideally, would I have wanted Kawhi? Yeah, but we ended up winning the title, so I'm fine with it. Hey, that. look, the reality yeah. is this, man: the Lakers need young players. Yeah. Y'all had wait. Let me finish. Y'all had young players. You sacrificed for a championship, and now you're in predicament you're in right now. Look, um, it's kind of t- look. We were able to keep Kuzma. I think we gave up too much for the AD trade. I will always can maintain that stance. That's just me. Y'all did. Y'all did. Think, like both things can be true. Y'all we should have made the trade for AD, but we shouldn't have given up so much. Shout out to Seawood on Sports Break. Good show, homie. Never thought I thought I would see the Spurs tank. Yeah, man, they're tanking. Yeah, but the, the Spurs have done it before, so this is you have it. well, yeah, they did. That was like a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, they got Tim Duncan, man. Like when they want to chip, they, they want to they want the first chip during the lockout year, that ugly lockout year. Mm-hmm. That was bad. Oh, um, the Knicks. See, but I we you know we were just comparing. I just want to make this point. You know how we were comparing the Spurs to the Patriots. Yeah, but like the. That, Cause this is different. So like the Spurs, like like I said, they have um, you ain't never had 
like that outspoken player that played for the Spurs. Some of those guys, Spurs, I didn't know could talk because <laughs> they never spoke like ever. Like, like even Belichick was, took a Randy. Imagine if Bill Belichick had never got like a Randy Moss or something like you know that culture. Like Red never had like a Randy Moss or a Grunk. Grunk is not a Patriots culture guy, but Grunk knew when that Grunk Grunk knew when to act right and when to when to get serious. So that's yeah. the type of players that you like. There, see, like that's the problem with the Spurs. They don't have no like a Grunk. I mean, of course you don't. Everybody feel like everybody's always in line. It, it, it's good to be in line in the NBA, but like. Even sometimes, even the best, the best teams are the players that sometimes they aren't always in line, in sync with everything that's going on. Like, like the Warriors, Steph, is, Steph does like the stuff that Steph does. He, of course, he's a team player, but soon, when has it ever been conventional for somebody to pull up from freaking forty feet and take a three? Like he's unconventional, oh like the unconventional yeah. stuff. Yeah, like you never like, see that again, man. What? Like when I think of Steph Curry. I think of Reggie Miller because we've never seen a team like build around a three-point shooter and win a championship. Reggie Miller could pull up from 30 like that, and he could win a championship. He could beat Jordan, and when Jordan retired, he still could win a championship. Yep. When the East got e- the East got easier, and they played against the Knicks when Patrick Ewing was on a decline. And he still could win a championship because they ran into Shaq. Yeah. So that's what's unique about Steph Curry, man. Um, I don't think we're gonna ever see something like that again, where you got a a three point shooter, a guy like that pulling up from thirty, win championships, man. I don't know, but, but I'll close it out on this. Man. I close it out on this. If I'm a bad man, I think Memphis might go to eight, the ACC, man. But the who? The A, the ACC. Could you imagine I, Memphis playing Duke? They, they would be. They would be. DBW they already have 15, 16 teams already. They don't they care. There's they gonna be care. more realignment. I, I would like that. I would like that. You know, I would like that, dude. Yeah. Clemson playing Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. That would Geogra- be dope. Geographically, doesn't make sense. Yeah. A lot of things, conferences geographically, that don't make sense. West Virginia. West Virginia the Big 12. Does that, does that make sense? <laughs> no, it don't make sense. <laughs> I think it's either, either the, the ACC or the Big 12. I don't think they're going to go to the SEC, man. I don't. But you never know. And you don't think they're going to another group of five? They're only going up. No, nah, they're going up, man. I think if if Penny, like, if they blow it out of the park, man, these next two to three years, somebody going to want them. Somebody they, gonna... they need to start letting the Big 12 F with them because every year it's always a tease. They can go to the Big 12. The Big 12, or they make Memphis one of the teams that they're considering, and then they never pick them. They let they, – I know yeah. other – like you said, other conferences, maybe – you said the SEC may never be an option, but, sure, you never know. They let Vandy in there. Vandy's – I know Van, if, Vandy Brass, played, if Vandy played Memphis in, in football every year, Memphis will win every year. Well, Seawood said Memphis. Seawood said uh, Memphis and Louisville are big rivals. That would be nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. From the AC, from the A, the ACC. Yeah, Memphis yeah, yeah, and Louisville. Yeah. Memphis playing Florida State. They already then they got a home and home against Florida State. Norvell, yeah, yeah they do it. That's coming up in twenty twenty. That twenty twenty. I think they're playing at Florida State. I don't know if it's why wouldn't it, why wouldn't it make sense? Memphis versus uh, Georgia Tech. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's. 
that makes that sense. sense. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. So, I think that, that I think that would be, that would make sense, man. I think yeah. if they blow it out, they knock it out of the parties next two three years, they'll go somewhere. Now Memphis versus Syracuse might not make a little sense, but I mean that's the only it's one. Good that it's, it's good basketball though. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, that's a really good historically historically basketball matchup. But yeah, from a basketball standpoint, the ACC will make more sense than a football standpoint, in my opinion. Yeah, but right. we'll see, man. Y'all probably uh, saw. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Boise State Memphis. I, I'm really gonna be excited to see that game. Hey, did you say that the Liverpool will be packed, man? I know. No, I never said it. I said it probably. I don't. Did I? Maybe I did. I have to look about now. But I probably really said probably it's probably going to be the way it is for maybe the Mississippi State game and that. That was that, stupid, that man. Game. I don't think I ever said it was going to be back. Boys is not a big name. Like, for yeah, like it's a big name, man. It's a big name, but it's not a big name to where, like, to where I don't think students. I don't think like students. I think fans like you and I and like journalists like us know that it's a Boise State's good, but like the average student is not gonna get up for that game and go Maybe. like they would for like a Mississippi State game. The only yeah. way they would get up for it is like if college game day was there. Yeah, something like that was awesome, man. No, yeah, the college game. You got that game, TV? Yeah, I was at that game, man. Oh, yeah, he, he, reported, he was there in the booth. He was reporting. That. He was there with me. Oh, yeah, we were out there. The game when Antonio Gibson went off. Yeah, that was was special. The one thing I'll say about Memphis, y'all got y'all know it. I don't tell y'all, but Memphis is a basketball city, and so while the some fans will come out for the football games, I wish if maybe they maybe if you offered more free, like if the students don't come, you can offer my free uh, tickets to kids at certain age. Then you can pack the ball. That's just my personal opinion, but uh, it's a basketball city, so. I'm not surprised, and I know basketball season isn't through uh, going on through most of the football season. But if it was a basketball game, either Tigers or Grizzlies, that place is going to, for the most part, be packed. But the, that's why I don't think it's as crazy when they were thinking about building a new stadium. Maybe they should have less capacity. I don't think it's as crazy as seeing a, a better model of a stadium with less capacity uh, would be pretty nice. Oh, one uh, one quick thing I was going to mention. What are y'all's thoughts on UAB, their coach, resigning? He was a really good coach, Bill Clark. Bill Clark, why did he resign? Uh, back issues. Back issues. Oh, man, that's a big loss. He helped yeah. build their program from when they were yeah. naked. They were naked without him. And he yeah. built them up. Does it just happen today? No. no. Like last week, like yeah. a few days ago. Yeah. He's resigning he uh, officially August first, but yeah. UAB, I believe they'll get a good coach. That probably I could see them riding with an interim coach th- it, through this season. I think it's too late to make a coaching change because then you got to do a lot of staff changes. But in the off season, because they're moving to the AAC next year, they'll find them a really good coach. Yeah, we'll see, man. All right, man. So what? They are moving to the AAC. I didn't even think about that, Brian. So that's tw- they'll be there for the 2023-2024 season, right? Yeah, ah. them and five other programs. Uh, Florida, Florida, and I think no. Who beat? Who was that team that that ended up going undefeated, y'all? That um, that um, what you call UTSA? They're going to the AAC, right? That's that time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gonna be Memphis. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's gonna be an interesting, maybe a little rivalry going now. I, I, I can't wait for that game. Yeah. I was at that game. I actually, yeah. I think I predicted the score. Just the opposite way. I thought Memphis would win the by three points or by however points they won. Yeah. Both at the UTSA. Yeah. 
All right, man. That's all we have for y'all for right now, man. Give us a like, comment, subscribe to the channel. Let us know how you feel about the topics we talked about. You listen to this through Apple, Spotify. Give us a five-star rate. Leave your reviews. Let us know how you feel about what the stuff we talked about tonight. Also, check out strikeservicesports.com for latest content on the NFL, the NBA, and much more. We'll be doing uh, team previews in the next uh, couple of weeks on some of on quite a few NFL teams will be um, five, um, five teams, three from the NFC, two from the AFC, and some college football programs as well. So let us know and check us out on StrikeSellSports.com. Have a blessed night. Peace. We out.